Blog Talk Radio. It's time for the Basser Hour. The Basser Hour is an in-depth look at things affecting today's veteran. The Basser Hour is sponsored by www.hadit.com. If you need help with the VA, log on to hadit.com. Now, here's your host, Jay Basser. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the Basser Hour. We do this show, folks, to uh, enlighten veterans on issues affecting veterans and uh, if you want to join the nice discussion, the call-in number is area code 347-237-4819. Hit option one, and it'll put you in the queue, and our technicians will put you right into the, into the studio, and we can have a chat. So, uh, again, the number is 347-237-4819. Uh, look forward to you calling in. Uh, co-host today is Mr. Gerald Cook. How you doing, Gerald? Well, doing fine, John. Thank you. I just got home out of the hospital. I did a uh, uh, heart cath on me. Yeah. I survived well, that's that. that's major, that buddy. Ordeal. And, uh, that's... Uh, well, you just got back from the doctor, too. So we both just made it here in time. Uh my lands we can't get away from these doctors. Well, son, I tell you what, I'm I'm about tired of going back and forth to doctors. I've averaged three or four times a week for the past three months, and uh, it ain't no fun. I mean, I I don't know what to do. I, I'm glad I got insurance because I've been to the VA. I'd probably been in the VA cemetery system by now. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm telling you what, that good insurance is worth having. Uh, I have Medicare and then a gap insurance. Uh, I have USAA Plan F. And so far, I haven't had to pay anything out of pocket. And I'm really happy about that because I ain't got much to pay out of pocket. I know how you feel, buddy. I got uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield as my secondary. Of course, it's through the VA. Or, as, you yeah. Know, I used to work there, but uh, it pays. It pays, you know, pretty good. It pays all the medicine stuff too. But you know, I got a lot of hundred percent vets out there. They get their wives get VA stuff, so they've got a supplement. So it all, you know, it's a good thing to have. You know, I mean, at least we're not relegated to things like Obamacare and things like that when the premiums are oh, in most places. So. I think we'd both we both be dead. <laughs> yeah, really. But today we're going to have this little topic discussion on uh, something that I've came across. Uh, a lot of veterans out there, you know, we sit around the house. We don't have much activity, you know, because of our disabilities. And, uh, you know, we, unfortunately we gain weight and, you know, it's hard to get it off. And, uh, you know, there's options out there. You know, we can't get up and run down the street or, you know, get the treadmill or, go to the gym, you know, we you got you know, we've got problems, you know, we got arm problems and leg problems and arthritis and we we lucky enough to get walk to the bathroom alone walk outside, you know what I mean? Yeah, oh yes. And uh, you know, and medically, uh, you know, there's some options to do. Um one of the biggest options to do if you want to lose weight is the bariatric surgery. Uh, it's uh Pretty big deal if you have this. Uh, there's different types available, you know, to have. And I'll go through the different types of them, explain to you, and I'll give you some insight as to how they work. Um, years, the past 10 or 15 years, the main surgery has been the gastric bypass surgery. And uh, it's been going on for a while. And uh, what they do, Gerald, is they take uh, take your stomach and they cut most of your stomach out. And then they leave this little pouch in there, and then they attach it to your duodenum, which is your, you know, going into your small intestine. Yeah. And what that does is it allows you to eat very small amounts, and uh, you can eat because, but, you know, you lose a lot of weight with it. But in my opinion, it's a very risky and very dangerous surgery, and I would personally I wouldn't do it because your stomach has got a valve inside of it, 
and it holds your food in your stomach, and that valve knows when to release the food into your, you know, your, your duodenum, small intestine. You know, small intestines where you get all your vitamins, and it breaks everything down. So, well, that gastric bypass surgery takes that valve out, and everything you eat goes right through you. You know, you could be eating breakfast in the lunchtime; it's gone. All the that's way. exactly right. Yeah. You know. And uh, so, you know, I wouldn't recommend that surgery. You know, people have had that surgery and had success, but, you know, you have to take vitamins the rest of your life. And, uh, of course, you have to take vitamins to the other surgeries too, but, I mean, it's a lot, it's a lot less than invasive. Now, there's other surgeries involved. There's a, there's a it's called a lap band. We call it a band. They put a band around your stomach and then yes, cut off the flow of your stomach. Yeah, but that's adjustable, and it's like a little, you know, it's like a little air. Like a little, they put like a little donut on there, and you could, and they got like a thing you take air holes and they can adjust it up or down, and that's pretty successful too. You know, I mean, I had too many side effects of that, but uh, when you get down to your weight, they can take that sucker out of there, which is not bad. You know, a lot of people, you know, the effect for that, they opt to have that surgery. Uh, the one I had, and you know, the most common surgery, the bit, the, the most, the safest type of surgery they have is called the gastric sleeve. And what they do there is they go in and they take the, your storage portion of your stomach away. They cut it and they sew it back up to leave your stomach about the size of a banana. So you can eat a little more than you would with the gastric bypass. You know, you can eat probably, I'd say, I'd say less than six ounces, you know. And uh, you can do that. And, you know, you can drink. And about every two hours you're going to get a little hungry, you know, but you can always go around. But the biggest issue is getting your protein. Now, the surgery's not very invasive. It takes about an hour and a half to do. And they staple you up real good, and they they test you, and they're going, and they'll, they'll do a x-ray test on it, make sure it's not leaking. And they'll stick a scope down the mouth, and then they'll do that while the surgery's going on. Then you'll stay in the hospital overnight, and the next morning you got to drink a certain amount of protein for let you come home. Or if you drink that protein, you let you come home. Pretty much on your way, you know, you might rest a couple of days, but, you know, you're on a liquid diet for the first two weeks anyways. You know, when you eat jello and broth and things like that. And just be careful. You know, they're pretty effective surgeries, you know, they're pretty decent. Uh, you know, that's about the three main surgeries when it comes to gastric, you know, lap band and the sleeve. But uh, there's some side effects to each one of them. Uh, now, there's a side effect to the gastric bypass that uh, is really uh Really bad. I've known uh, <clears throat> a couple of folks. There's one actor. Uh, he played on a, a TV series back, uh, Varsity Blues, a TV a movie. I guess it was years and years ago, and he played uh, Billy Bob, was the center of the football team. You remember that movie, Gerald? Yeah, I sure do. Well, Billy Bob, he was about 400 pounds when he filmed that movie. And, and, you know, being an actor, he was relegated to the roles of the big football player, the big boy. Which, you know, if you're that big, roles come few and far between. So he decided he was going to lose weight, you know, and get in the mainstream. Well, he had the gastric bypass. After about six or seven months, he was down to regular weight. He even had surgery to get rid of the excess fat and everything looking good. He was really, you know, looking really good. Only problem is his hair kept falling out of stuff because he couldn't get enough vitamins, regardless of what he took. A couple of years after that, the young man died because of his vitamin deficiency. Oh. So that's a major side effect, you know. You don't want that side effect. But that happens to a lot of people who have a gastric, gastric bypass. That's one reason, I, you know, I recommend not doing it. So Now... <clears throat> There's not too many side effects with a lap band. I mean, they can take that sucker off. They have to, you know. And uh, but you know, you have to get used to it. But uh, you know, it's uh, still putting a foreign object in your body, and that's kind of weird. But now the gastric sleeve is one of the safest surgeries to have. However, a very small percentage of people have that surgery. Sometimes you blow a staple out, or you'll leak. That's when your stomach contents leaks into your body cavity. And you don't want that to happen because when you get that stuff in your body cavity, you know, food's got a bunch of stuff in it. 
And once it gets in your body cavity, it goes to poison real quick. It gives you sepsis. And when you get sepsis, look out, you're in trouble. That's Most hard to get, get rid of. Don't make it back. Most yeah. folks get it, don't make it back, girl. That's right. Yeah. That's some really, really horrible, uh, well, horrible way to go because, you know, it, unless they can clean it out good, and, and that's tough. Once that yeah. septic sets in, that's really, really difficult. Uh, well, yeah, because you have to go. Oh man, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, it crazy. I know you. You went through uh, quite an ordeal with yours, and it, uh, you're lucky to be here today. Well, I spent the uh, entire month of August minus eight days in the hospital. Yeah. And, uh, mine leaked on day five, and it felt like I was here at the house. Late on a Sunday evening, I sat sitting there and felt like somebody stuck a machete in my in my stomach and just started stabbing me with it. That's how intense the pain was. I stood up. I told my wife something was wrong. Get me to the emergency room. She took me over there. They gave me the strongest medicine, stronger than morphine. Okay, it's called Dilaudid. They shot that. Gave me and put it in my vein. Gave me an IV with that. Shot that sucker up. Had no effect whatsoever. She come back in the room 10 minutes later, asked him what pain level was. I said, his scale don't go that high. So they rushed me down to x-ray and done some more tests, and sure enough, it was leaking. The surgeon come flying in there, and they threw me on a bed and took me down to the OR. They prepped me on the OR table. You don't see that very often. Yeah. And uh, he said... He told the anesthesiologist, he said, knock that sucker out. He said, he don't need this pain. Yeah, I that. They did, and I woke up about two and a half hours later. They had to go and clean everything out and wash everything. And I woke up two hours later, and uh, actually I felt pretty good. I mean, I was there's no pain, you know, except for the surgery pain. They had these tubes in me. They all had little balls on the end of them that you had to keep compressed. And they had these suction cups in there that would suck all the bad stuff out in them balls. Yeah. So I was on the, put them back in the room. I was NPO, couldn't eat or nothing. They had me on IV food down in, you know, it was IV food. It wasn't down my, it wasn't a feeding tube. It was through the IV. And I was in there for about nine days. I got home and I had to get the IV food. I had to eat IV food for a month at home. Couldn't eat anything. And they had a pick line to put in my arm. And my fingers started going numb, so they sent me over for a CAT scan to double-check the leak. And they sent me back and was going to fix that pick line at the doctor's office. And the doctor said, you're going back to the hospital, buddy. We've got to readmit you. I said, why? They found another abscess under my liver. Oh, man. And, uh, I wouldn't eat pain or anything at the time. So this is on Friday, so I waited all weekend. I was going to try to do it radiology, but they couldn't get to it because it's too close to my intestines. So back down the murder, back down there where I went, and they cut me open again. I had another tube put in me after that. Next day, I finally got to go home, and uh, I was in pretty bad shape then. I couldn't move or nothing without hurting because of all them tubes and all the cuts. and It's pretty rough. But uh, after about a week, I started pulling tubes back. And uh, I'd get feeling better on Friday and Saturday. Start doing a little bit of thing, you know, doing stuff around the house. Well, Monday I felt really good. And Tuesday when they started moving tubes around, I was right back to square one. It took me a week to get back over that. And I was popping pain pills left and right every four hours. And finally I got this last tube out just a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I'm on my way. But uh, I lost a lot of muscle mass and lost a lot of weight, 53 pounds. And uh, I had to learn how to eat again. You start off slow, and you stay away from foods that are like hamburger, things that are grainy and you know chunky. I started off with like uh, I ate the cream of chicken soup, things like that, and chicken noodle soup. And I'd do Jello, and I'd do some yogurt, things like that. 
and uh, after about a couple of weeks, I started, you know, graduating up to different things to eat, you know. And now, you know, I can eat the family I want to. I've got to be careful because if you eat too much, you can, it's going to hurt because, you know, your stomach's only the size of a banana. So you got to watch what you eat. But uh, after... How many times day, do you eat a day, John? Well, it depends on, girl, what I eat. Um, I eat something sticks with me, like peanut butter and things like that. That'll last me three or four hours. Oh, you know, okay. Uh, it depends. Usually, I eat four to five times a day. You know, but usually it's uh, uh, I'll eat like say if I eat, I'll eat like a half a can of beef stew, or then yeah. I'll eat that later on the rest of the other half of it, and just things like that. Like half and cheese. What about night? during the night? Uh, do you wake up hungry? No. No, the next morning you wake up and you, you, you get you, I get myself two eggs and a piece of bacon. I'm ready to go. I'll be okay. That's okay. We'll tell you the biggest Once advantage of the mess. Yeah, yeah, they got it cleared up. Yeah, yeah once the, they get it cleared up, I guess you're all right. But the uh, PA told me did they happen to oh. give you a... A percentage of, uh, 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 you know, uh, mishaps like you run into there? How many times that happens? Two percent. Yeah. Well, that's not bad, but. No, I just, you know, with my luck, you know, I could walk. My luck, I could step on a piece of ice 20 foot thick and fall through it, so. Yeah, I hear that. Uh, but uh, hey, it it worked. I mean, it, you know, I'm on my way now. You know, it's just a uh, took a while to get my strength back, but I'm you know I'm doing pretty good. So, but that's one of the drawbacks. But I tell you, a good thing about it is, uh, you know, if you're diabetic, and you're on insulin and metformin. Once you have this surgery and you start losing weight like that, I'm off metformin now, and I'm almost off insulin. That's great. So, uh, you know, that's a big thing. That's a big thing. But, but uh, you had such an ordeal getting getting through this, even though 2% sounds like a small amount, but if you're one of those 2%, it's no picnic. No, um, it's no picnic. I tell you what, it's not. You almost, you know, you, you get that sick. And I tell you what, there's side effects to that too because, they give you every powerful antibiotic they can get their hands on. Well, it's a wonder they didn't burn every, your liver or kidneys up. They killed every bit of bacteria in my body. Oh, and they did. You're subject to all kind of weird stuff like C. diff and things like that, you know, which is cool. Yeah. That's pretty contagious stuff. And uh, you got to start taking other medicine just to conquer that. And uh, I've had it all. And it took about a month and a half to get over that. And you really had to watch your P's and Q's so you didn't do something yeah. wrong. Luckily in the house, uh, I had three bathrooms. And, uh, you know, luckily she would have moved out. <laughs> <laughs> I had to myself, you know, for the longest time. Yeah. And, uh, but you have to. you got to be careful. And, uh you know, you have to sleep. I mean, the the worst thing about it was the IV feeding for six weeks. That was the worst part about it. Because you had to hook up that bag 14 hours a day, and then you had to have another IV. Well, I think I had a receptin. I had it for every day, and I had to do it at a certain time. So when I was off that bag, I had some freedom. But on that bag, you really couldn't do too much, you know. And uh, that's how you, you know, as a backpack, they put your food in. And yeah. Tell you what, people... Fusion bill by the fusion bill alone was over thirty thousand dollars. Yeah. So, and the surgery bills was outrageous. You told it all up, and I could have bought a subdivision. Oh, that yeah. I imagine that yeah. ordeal was uh, very expensive. Good thing you had good insurance. Now, if you'd yeah. been on Obamacare, yeah. I don't think you'd got. You would have made it to it. Uh, right. 
I'm not knocking they're not surgery, folks. I mean, it's worth it. It's worth it if you really want it. If you're serious about losing weight, there's no other way you can do it. You can do it. Um, if you know, It'll help you get up and get on your feet, too. I mean, I've been walking at the treadmill and walking and trying to, you know, just keep exercising a little bit. It works. It really works. But uh, I'd stay away from the gastric bypass. That's To me, that's too dangerous. A lot of bad things. And a lot of surgeons won't even do gastric bypass anymore. It's either the sleeve or the lap band. The majority yeah. of them are now the sleeve. Now, anyone considering having this surgery need to find a surgical place that's doing it. You need to go to one of their seminars. And you need to uh, talk to your insurance company and you need to see what the requirements are because usually you have to go through a six-month program. And that program's kind of like the VA moves program. You know, you go to that program and they weigh you in, you know, and things like that. You make a effort to lose a few pounds before it, you know, before it actually happens. And that's a pretty long wait, six months is. But uh, you'll be happy you did when you do it. Because, I mean, I lost probably 10 pounds during the prep phase of it. So, but when you lose... When you lose a bunch of weight, now I lost mine too fast. That's my problem. Yeah. You, know, you lose six pounds in less than two months, you know, you you know that you know what's too fast. So you got to let your body adjust to it. You know, you lose a lot of muscle mass, and you start working out and bringing that muscle mass back. But uh, it's hard to, you know, to get situated. Well, and that and changes you know, your body chem- chemistry too, don't it, John? Changes everything. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, does. I would think it would. Yeah, yeah I used to be able to uh, bend over and pick up anything I fall down. Yeah. You know, I had to get down the floor and change the filter under the sink or something. You know, it took an act of Congress and a crane to get my big butt up out of the floor. And uh, now I can hop down there and do whatever I got to do. Well, so, that's so, good. You know, plus, I'm still losing. I'm going to try to get in about 180 pounds, and then I'll, then I'll see what happens there, you know. But that's the goal anyway. <clears throat> well, uh, you've lost quite a bit of weight, so you're you're going down that ladder. Yep, yeah, 277 to 223. Oh, that's a... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I could... You're drinking, uh, are, are you drinking those protein drinks, aren't you? I drink one every, you know, if I don't get enough protein in the day, I'll drink one of them. But I'm usually, I've got a situation now where I've got tuna and I've got enough protein to handle it. Oh, okay. Um, so you're I like getting the... Atkins. I hate them snack protein yeah. bars like Atkins makes. Yeah. Got 18 grams, some have 30, depends on what you get your hands on. Yeah. As long as you get about 80 or 90 or 100 grams of protein a day, you're going to be just fine. I think that's the main one of the main things you have to watch for. And if you yeah. can get now, it naturally without the artificial stuff, the better off you are. If you can get it out of your fishes and meats and what have you. Now, the VA will do that surgery, Joe. Huh? The, the VA, VA will do, do the that. sleeve. They will. Oh, they will. Yep. But my situation was they want me to go to West Virginia and have it done. And I'm like, hmm, I think I'll do it here. Well, you had the insurance you could do it there. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, uh, some veterans don't, and they have to. Yeah, them. That'd be a rough deal. Now have to go to West Virginia, and suppose one of them, you become one of the two percent. Oh hell, you die. Two percent there is different than two percent in the trauma center. Yeah. Yeah, so they really jumped on it and took care of me. That surgeon was all over it. That's a good thing, or you. You probably wouldn't have made it because that that type of infection, you know, and uh, the location, and he really had to know what he's done to keep you going. 
they had him. He's got he's got a partner too that she works with him. She's really good too. So she was on top of it too when he wasn't there. Yeah, you know. So I'll, I'll add some more. Yeah, I can imagine going to the BA there from where you Kentucky to West Virginia, and and, uh, they say, well, we can see you in seven days. (laughs) That'd be the end of you, wouldn't Mm -hmm. it? Not that they would do that. I'm sure they're prepared for that, though. Yeah, surely they would be. Yeah, but it does. It happens. It does happen. But well, you know, worst worst case scenario is you can kick the bucket pretty hard. Yeah, that's a worst case that's scenario. That's a rough ordeal. That's quite a shock to your body. And uh, it's hard to get over them deals. I imagine it'll be a while before you're fully over it, really. Yeah, I'm still over completely, but I'm doing doing better than what I was. I think you're on the mend, it sounds like. At least no more leakage. And we got that infection pretty well cleared up, unless it has a re-emerge on you. And uh, I imagine doctors keep an eye on that. Well, the infection was caused by the blowout, you know. Yeah. And uh, once, but I had a test done the other day, and it's not leaking no more, so I'm pretty much on my way. Oh yeah. And uh, you, uh, you know, it's still going to be a little bit. I mean, it's going to take probably six to eight weeks to get over it totally. I would think that, and maybe longer, uh, just to be safe. Uh, You know, body older you get, the longer it takes to heal. So, it, uh, but you're on the mend, and that's the main thing, as long as you don't overdo it. Yeah. Pick up something too heavy, you know, you got a man, you still oh, got to watch yeah. the weight. You have to watch it now. But, uh, you know, Doc will make that thing I want to do. Just, you know, be careful and try to live on 250 pounds. So. Yeah, that's the main uh, I was on, I was on no weight at all there for six weeks. Couldn't lift nothing. Yeah. You know, he's nothing heavier than a cell phone. And, uh, you know, of course, I tell you what, when you starve yourself to death like that, you know, of course, now, you know, the food was okay. You know, the IV food, the uh, worst thing about it is I had sugar and diabetes and Every every other day, except for the weekends, they had to give you lipids to go in, you know, to yeah. lipids to white, basically liquid fats, all it was. And oh. that bag had 34% glucose. My, man. And it would drive, them, it'd drive my sugar up to 500. Mm. And, I'd have, yeah, and I'd have to try to control it, but it was hard to do. But about three or four days after when I got off of it, they started, you know, they told me I could go ahead and start eating a little bit. It took me off that bag after, I, you know, I drank three or four of them protein shakes a day just to help get my protein, and I'd nick around, you yeah. know, here and there and ate a little bit. Sugar started, you know, started going down, and I went to his office. He said, you're off metformin. Don't take it no more. And then he said, that's how much insulin was using, and I told him, you know, what it was in the morning and the afternoon. He said, now, if it's a certain level in the morning, you better not do a shot. He said, see what you got in the afternoon. If it's up a little bit, do very minimal. So, uh, you know, I got to give myself one shot a week or something like that because it's pretty much normalized. Well, that's good. That's really Just keep good an eye on it so you know what it's staying. But, uh, and it didn't cost the VA one dime. I'm saving them money. What do you think about that? That's something. You're a good yeah. veteran. <laughs> yeah, uh, they saved the VA money. Yeah. They well, spend they on did. The new hospital somewhere. Yeah, they can. Mm-hmm. Uh, need to build one in Joplin, Missouri. Oh, 
I wish they would. But well, they are putting a clinic in here, Joplin. I don't know how that's. But I think it'll be next year before that get happens. Uh, well, you can go there and get certification in. Huh? I tell you what, I'm breathing the hole up better. Oh, I breathing would say you would. And yeah, I haven't had to use CPAP or nothing in that time now. Oh, you haven't. No, I now, haven't. that's another bonus. Big bonus, buddy. Yeah, you know, big bonus. Like that, you know, and O2 sets have been improved. I ain't seen a hundred O2 set in a long time, but it's staying there now. Really? That's even on good. the treadmill. Yeah. It's staying now up there around the hundred. Yes, sir. Oh man. Yep. So I haven't so seen. I haven't seen that. Weight on your chest it puts a lot of. Puts a lot of pressure on your lungs, you know, if you got a lot of fat. Well, yes, yeah, it's not it a bad thing. I mean, you know, it, I went through hell of habit, but I tell you what, I'd probably do it again. Well, maybe after you give it a lot of thought. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, let's hope. Yeah. Let's hope you don't have to do it again. <laughs> you got to realize something, folks. If you're really, if you're really obese and you got to. Body fat, body BMI, body with the body fat index. You got a BMI of thirty eight to forty five. You know that's pretty dangerous. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you, you got a heart attack. You need to do something. Why couldn't they pressurize you before they? Uh, you know that would tell them real quick if you had a leak. Well, he tested it. It didn't leak when he done the surgery. It failed afterwards. After oh, the you said something about a staple was bad or something. Something like that, yeah. But it's what happens when they fail like that. But, you know, I stuck to the diet plan and everything. I did nothing wrong. And, it, uh, uh, he, he asked me if I, he asked me if I used nicotine smoke, and I said, no, sir. I've been, you know, I ain't smoked in years. You know, can't stand it. And uh, so he, you know, he worked it out. He said, well, he said, you're one of 2%. He said, he said, we'll fix you up. He did. After the surgery, they had this sinking tube down my throat into my stomach. Oh. And it was coming out. This tube was in there below the leak. And what it was doing was bypassing the hole so I could drink stuff. He put me drink a little bit. Well, that nurse came yeah. there farting around and pulled that tube up. She flushed that tube out. She pulled it up. That stuff she flushed with went in my, went in my stomach. I think that's what's called. My, I think that's what caused my second abscess. I might have, yeah. Uh, I tell you what, when she done that, I hit the ground. That's how bad it hurt. I mean, yeah, I hit the ground. Next morning, oh. he came in, and I was still hurting from it. He looked at me, and he looked at that nurse, and he said, "What happened?" She said, "I just this tube." He said, "You just leave that damn tube alone." That's what he said to her. He got onto her. She's uh, super nurse. She's a real nice gal, but he looked at me and he said, John, he said, we can't have this no more. He looked, he's opened your mouth up. I just opened my mouth up and he stuck this thing and he said, now swallow. I swallowed. Yank, he ain't get sucker out of that boy. <laughs> Do it in the garden. Oh, said, you don't need that now. <laughs> oh, heck. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I imagine there's, there's, because veterans, uh, especially, they get a lot. Like you mentioned, they they get older and, and they're kind of incapacitated, and they can't be as mobile and active as they normally would be. So they have right. a tendency to put on a lot of weight, and I can see a lot of veterans uh, contemplating or thinking about doing a deal like this, and. And like you said, that sleep thing's the way to go. It's uh, it is. It's unfortunate that you had the experience you did. Yeah. But I wouldn't, if I was a veteran out there, uh, you know, uh, with excess weight. Yeah. 
you know, I would, I would still investigate it, you know, and see if this is, could be for you. We got any callers on the screen, girl? No. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you have a question or comment, uh, feel free to to call in. Our number is three four seven two three seven four eight one nine. Now, mm-hmm. our call in number once again is three four seven two three seven four eight one nine and uh, you'll hear a lady talking, uh, and you just hit number one, and that'll put you in the queue here with us. And, yeah, uh, uh, yeah feel free to call in, because some of you may have had some of these experiences, and, and uh, yeah, well, sure, to consider. Yeah, uh, because we want to get this out. We know there's a lot of veterans out there that's overweight and may be contemplating uh, doing some sort of uh, weight loss program such as this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, yeah, started, like John, I had my surgery. I had my surgery, girl. I was wearing a size 44 pants. Yeah. yeah I'm in a 38 heading toward 36 right now. My lands, that's good. Yeah, so that's good. Yeah, it's girl and I. We spend time in the hospital, and we we talk back oh, and forth in the hospital until the nurses come in. And we gotta hang up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I, I hate out here. I hate that mouth. Um, if you are a veteran and you've got Medicare and you have a life event like a heart attack or something like that or a stroke or something like that that requires you to go to the nearest emergency room, you go to that emergency room, you let them treat you and let them fix you. Even though there's a copay with Medicare, if the situation entitles you to, the VA is supposed to pick that other percentage up and pay it. Now, they hadn't been doing that over the years and they got sued over it, and they lost. Did you know that? Yes, and uh, rightfully so. So that's very important. They wasn't, they was either real slow and take forever to pay it, or they'd just out and out deny it and make a poor veteran fight them to pay it. Uh a lot of veterans had to take bankruptcy because of because some of this stuff's over a million well, dollars. Well, yes, sir. Two hundred fifty thousand dollars. That you know, that's you a lot of money. Pay that. Uh, yeah. As as long as you follow the rules, notify them in the proper time span. There's a few things you need to do. Uh, you know, uh, do damage and your your Here's part that you should. Here's the rule. During the weekdays, it's what's happen. You have you have the veteran or maybe his wife or somebody call the VA and tell them tell them what's going on, transfer to the right people, and have them explain to them what's going on, so they'll be aware of it. Now, if it's on a weekend, you still call the VA and you ask for the AOD. It's what's called the AOD. It's a guy that's got a duty job. It's called the AOD. You tell him what's going on, or her, or whoever answered the phone, you know, in the LD's office. And that's the, that's, that's the requirement to contact. Now, if you stabilize the VA, want to send an ambulance over to take you to the VA to finish treating you. However, if you're in, in a, a pretty critical care situation, you know, they're, they're going to transfer you nowhere. So, you know, if you can use the VA, use it, but if you can use the trauma center that's more experienced, you'd use them. And girl, you need to worry true. about no. Yeah, well, you I can go down to Joplin there. I guess you can go down to, what is it? it's not St. John's, it's Illinois. Well, I use Freeman, but St. John's was... Freeman, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, they got St. John's built back now since the tornado moved it off the foundation. Oh, they moved it. They put it over there on Main Street, uh, South Main, right there beside I-44. Good deal. Uh, big, big hospital. Well, so, that's good. Uh, That's really good. Yeah, and they done tore down the old hospital and and uh, cleaned up its mess, contaminated well, mess. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Most but, of it was in your backyard, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of it was. <laughs> then the neighbor was talking the other day, and he said, you know, I found I don't know how many hypodermic needles in my yard. <laughs> Yeah. I had x-rays, needles, too. dumpsters, yeah. You had something come through and hit you in the leg, wouldn't it? Yeah. Hit you in the hospital. Turned it, turned it all back. I spent, I don't know how long in the hospital. Uh, well, I'll tell you what else is, if you get sick like that and have all of my antibiotics, it can yeah. turn your teeth black, too. That's true. Yeah, now you uh, got to have something down with your teeth, don't you, John? i got to meet with the dentist here next week. VA dentist. He's a good guy, though. Probably one of the best yeah. dentist doctors I've ever had. And he's, you know, he's he's got the best personality of any doctor I've seen with the VA. Oh, that's good. And uh, actually, he's Is a colonel a- in the Air Force. Reserve. Is there a porcelain or something they can put on them and uh, save them, or uh, are they going to have... They're talking implants. Oh, implants, yeah. Yeah. So, we'll see. They're talking implants, but I get a one-on-one with him. He's going to get one-on-one with him, but he's going to spend about 30 minutes, and we're going to talk it up and see what happens. Well, uh... You might get a good night, shiny mouth full of teeth. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it's about a two-year process, so. Implants, they're pretty high, ain't they? they got to put some bone graft stuff in there and strengthen up your jaw bone and everything else where you can do it, so. Oh, do they? Yeah, I think so. It's an ordeal. Pretty hard ordeal, to tell you the truth. I don't know if I'd like that or not. Well, it is what it is, you know. I mean, that's just what you got to put up with. I mean, there's side effects to everything you do. Of course, I just got dentures, but they're only good for not very long. <laughs> you get new dentures, Drew? Huh? Yeah, Did you get your new set? Not yet. Uh, my old ones wore plumb out. They wore down to the gums. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. You don't know. Why don't you check in the implants? Well, I thought about implants, but... Uh, then you got them posts coming out of your gums you got to keep worrying about. Well, you don't have to worry too much about them once you get them set in, once they get things wrong. Yeah, I think you're, you're right. So, but they're uh, stainless steel, and they're just a... Yeah, that would be good. Yeah, but it takes a long process to get them in there. Once you do, you got a mouthful of teeth. You start, yeah. you start laying. You, you can start eating the ribeyes again. I'd, I'd probably gain three hundred pounds. Nah, <laughs> nah, you wouldn't gain that much. You got to watch what you eat. I see every bite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I watch everybody. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know it's a it's a big ordeal, and it's a pretty serious decision because you got to be 
prepared and you got to, you know, you got to make a life change. Yeah. Just to have that yeah. surgery because, you know, you're not going to be able to you're right. to. You got to change your diet. Yeah. But uh, it works. Well. It does work. So, you know, it's, a lot of folks in my family's had it. And uh, it's done good for all of them. Uh, well, my my teeth are so bad now. I'm down to where I have to let my dog chew my food for me, and then I kick him in the hind end, and I can take it away from him. That way, I can chew it. That's pretty well chewed up. Oh, that's the yapper effect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! He's getting where he runs off with up. my food now. <laughs> I sit here in the couch and I eat a bowl of that beef stew or something. Mm-hmm. The old little containers I eat out of. And my cat sits up on top of the couch and she'll look at it and she get to eat and she'll go and lick the bowl. She sure does. But it's all it's all good. I mean, it's, I'm healthy. I'm doing pretty good, and uh, I'd do it again. I mean, you know, it took a while to, to come to this decision. I'd do it again because when it was going on, I'm like, "What in the hell did I do?" You know. <laughs> oh no! I'm talking to you. Said, "Oh no, never again." <laughs> but uh, that that is quite a deal, and uh, you were lucky to pull through it. So you did have a good doctor. Yeah. Medical team My doctor, there. He cuts up with me. And uh, that's uh, that's worth a lot right there. Well, yeah, get the out of the morgue. Well, we need to make sure that we get better and get ourselves worked out. And you're fixed to have a procedure done. It's probably going to make you feel a lot better, too. And, well, uh, I'm hoping you know, so. I got my good fingers thing. crossed. Yeah. Mine too, but uh, mine too. It's uh, I'd hate to think all these years I've had trouble breathing and it could be brought down to an issue such as uh, your aorta, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, of course, my heart doctor, he didn't. He said, I can't say one way or the other will be any help to your lungs or not, but he said it could be. My lung doctor thought it could be. Didn't think it would yeah. resolve my, all my breathing issues. He said yeah, I had too, quite a bit of lung damage, but uh, this might help. You know, this could be... A, yeah. A life changer for me, be able to get around, be mobile. It'd be uh, nice to get you start driving again. Well, yeah. Give them a John Deere and cruise the neighborhood. Hey, get them on my John Deere, you bet. Get rid of some of that oxygen. Oh, I'd love that. Get a ball change. Oh, yeah. if I could get off this oxygen hose. Woo! That would be the cat's meow for me. Yeah. You probably use it at nighttime and all things like that. Uh, Keep on using that yeah, machine at nighttime, though. I, I got that yeah. ventilator. I'd use it at night still yet because... You can, you can Louise, yep. hook up the truck, come to Bud's. Yo, I'm wanting to go to Bud's bad. <laughs> Every time I see a Bud's ad, I just... Scrunch. <laughs> <laughs> Going to bed. I don't think you'd be selling bump stocks three times soon, no. <laughs> oh, no, I don't want one. I wouldn't have one of them things. Uh, I didn't even know they made them. But I guess, there, of course, there's a lot of new stuff out there I didn't know they had. 
Well, I knew they had the Hellfire for the SKS that turned them into fully automatic, but I didn't know anything about a bump stop. Yeah, I didn't either. I knew about the Hellfire. I wouldn't even want one of those. Uh, Structural waste Mm -hmm. and ammunition and good money. Yeah, ammunition ammunition is too expensive to be shooting like that anyways. Well, yeah. I know a guy, he he done a lot of target practice, and he uh, said he started out with a semi-automatic 22, and uh, we were out in Arizona, and I like to target shoot, so we got to shooting. Me and him, he was shooting a bold action, and uh, 22, and I was too, uh, he said he he shot up so much ammunition with that semi-automatic. He switched over to a single-shot bolt action. Said he had more fun. <laughs> you know, yeah, you can have fun longer. Yeah. Well, you get even a twenty-two. You get even a semi-automatic. You go through a lot of ammunition. You get out there. Painting around, you know, and uh, it can run into money. It can run a lot of money. And ammunition's a lot harder today than it was then. Yeah, well, it's coming back down. Yeah. <laughs> you see the stock market the other day, and the, the gun companies <laughs> soaring again, buddy. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, it's uh, uh, kind of weird, but every time we have an incident, it seems like uh, the gun sales just go out of sight, gun and ammunition. Mm-hmm. What's that uh, Yes. And and uh, there's just something about it, but uh, people's got to learn to be responsible when they become owners mm-hmm. of weapons of any kind, whether it's a bow and arrow or crossbow or anything, yeah. you know, and not necessarily guns. But uh, uh, if you're going to have them in the house, be responsible uh, when you store them, put them up. Well, I'll probably play this show over and over again here for a while. Maybe folks will get a chance to listen to it. Well, I hope so, because, uh, you know... If they're thinking about it, uh, they can even give you a contact because you had this surgery done. And uh, yeah, you did. Uh, you know the worst had of it. it. I mean, nearly the worst of it. Uh, but uh, yeah. uh, you can tell them some of the things to watch for, you know, where maybe it didn't get a grip on someone as bad as it did you. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I'm in the worst case scenario, so, you know, it's uh, not worst case scenario. It's close to worst case scenario. Now, yeah. there is a gentleman that got his name. They called him Big Mike. He worked at the toilet plant years ago. I knew him. I worked with him. We know. I knew, I knew of him, I guess. We talked a couple times over quality issues, but his wife had the gastric bypass done. And he was a pretty big old boy himself. She talked him into having a sleeve done. She said the bypass would be too rough on him. So he goes and has the sleeve done. He has it done. He gets home and he's doing okay. That's about the fourth or fifth day. His wife was at work. This is about 11, 10, 11 o'clock in the morning. He starts hurting a little bit. And it gets worse and worse and worse. So she asks him to go on to the hospital and be checked out. He says, I'll wait till you get home. So she got home at 4 o'clock and he was in bad shape. He got him to the hospital, and mid- about midnight he died. Oh, boy. It done grabbed him, didn't it? 
So if you have this and you feel pain like that, you better get to the hospital and get your quick. Yeah, if you're not able to drive, get to yourself an ambulance. Because you're on a time. Yeah. You're on a time schedule. I was in bad shape. Yeah. I was in bad shape. See, had you known more, you could have went in maybe sooner when the symptoms first started happening. You said, look, it don't hurt nothing to go in at least get checked out. I'd rather make a false run than not. Well, you, you can know. ask them to bypass a lot of bull crap. You know, you tell them to get you the x-ray and get you an upper GI done real quick and drink that berry in the, in the floor. They can tell you if it's leaking right there on the spot. Yeah. Yeah, you better up. I watched it blow yeah. up the top. I watched it. I knew what was going on then. I said, oh, crap. Well, they could tell that with an ultrasound, couldn't they, John? Mm, they could, but the quickest test was that x-ray, that floral. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. That's quick. They give you that drink. Don't let them give you the contrast. they got to give you something else to drink besides the contrast. Well, some kind so, of chalky stuff, ain't it? No, it's stuff here's kind of a water-based stuff. It's not, uh, it's, it's, the contrast is the chalky stuff. This stuff oh, here's a little bit different. Okay. And, uh, yeah. But uh, you don't want that contrast inside you. You want you want you if you want to kick the bucket, you have that contrast get inside your stomach. Cause that stuff's deadly. You don't want that contrast getting on. You want that other stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it all tastes like turpentine to me. That's what I told that doctor today. I said, I guess I get to come back and see you in March. He said, Yeah. That's well. I guess I go buy me some turpentine. And they just laugh. <laughs> <laughs> well, today they give me a contrast, but they did I through the IV. Yeah. And boy, it felt Make like sure that you molding lead going burn, in there. Burn you up. Uh, you it's drink hot. plenty of water. Yeah, they said stay to with drink water plenty of liquids. Yeah. Yeah. That stuff, that stuff will kill your kidneys, and be careful. Yeah, they said it would. And you don't mix yeah. that with uh, metaporn. They said, whatever you do, don't take no metaporn for at least two more two days. days yeah. 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 Old metformin. I don't have to worry about that no more. Well, I'm glad. I wish I didn't. Yeah. I don't like taking them horse pills. <laughs> Oh, man. Horse pills for horses. Yeah. They're for horses. Well, buddy, I have to tell you, we got about a minute and a half left. we got this show in. <laughs> Folks, if you got any questions about uh, anything concerning the subject matter of the show, uh, you can feel free to go ahead and just click, click on old bathroom and send us a PM, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll answer your question. If you can't, just ask Gerald. He can... He can answer it too there because we we pretty much on the same page with stuff. He's, we talked about it so much. He knows everything I've been through. So <laughs> yeah, you know, like we, we're joined. To, we're kind of joined at the hip, so they weld his metal hip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah if I eat beans, John sparks. He called me up every once in a while. Asked what I, what I had for dinner. We had the same thing. <laughs> it's unreal. That's happened. That's happened on more than four or five occasions, isn't it? Oh yeah. <laughs> it's great minds think alike, don't they? <laughs> well, so. listen, uh, folks, been a heck. It's been a heck of a show. Neil, uh, thanks for joining us. Well, I appreciate uh, being here, and uh, I think it was a good show, informational. Yeah. And well, 
let's hope uh, someone thinking about getting this procedure done that they research it thoroughly and uh, pick the right thing for them. Well, with that, folks, this is DJ Basher, and we'll be signing off for now. You have been listening to the Basher Hour. The Basher Hour is brought to you by Hadit.com. Stay tuned next week for another edition of the Basher Hour and the Hadit.com Blog Talk Radio Show. Thanks for listening.